I want to introduce this topic by saying we're going to take it very seriously and really explore the issue, but not with a political agenda, nor with the goal of making men feel bad for being male. But I myself was challenged on this topic recently and realized I needed to examine my own privilege and really check in to see how this issue can play out, especially in the context of the marriage relationship, which is what our podcast is all about. I was surprised to note that male privilege is not only about men dominating, but it can actually compel women to take a dominant role in marriage, too, in response to this, which is contra to what you might expect. So it really is a fascinating discussion, and I hope you'll stick with us as we explore this topic. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an empowering episode, I hope, for you this week. At least that is my goal. And that's to empower husbands to have this discussion with their wife and then empower her in the marriage as well, or even to empower her to have the discussion with him, whatever works. Okay. This is episode number 238. And today we're going to be talking about male privilege and how that plays out in different ways in our marriage. Hey there. I'm never sure whether to go plural or not because I don't want to make it sound like... You know, a person has marriages. (laughs) Okay. But before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how to forgive your spouse after betrayal. Worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. All right. Let's get into the topic of male privilege. Male privilege. Well, we've heard about white privilege on the media lately. What is male privilege? Well, privilege is any advantage that a person or a group has that others may not have. Okay. And it can be a constant advantage like wealth or citizenship or race or gender, but it can also be situational. So, for example, you might happen to be the most attractive or the smartest person in the room. Oh, yeah, that's tough. That happens to you quite frequently. (laughs) In the situational context, the privilege disappears or at least decreases when you leave the room. Like when you leave the context, right? So that's situational. But with constant privilege, it follows you wherever you go and it brings you certain benefits that others without that advantage do not experience. Okay. Now, it's not wrong to have privilege, but we do best as humans when we make ourselves aware of the privilege we do have and we acknowledge its presence in our experience. This is kind of like almost like the whole discussion about bias. Like people say, this is my unbiased opinion. And it's never true, right? Because, yeah. What's honest is to say, well, these are my biases as I tell you my opinion. And it's the same thing for privilege. So it's acknowledging the privilege. We do a far better job of loving our neighbor when we recognize that another person may not have the same privilege and we raise them up rather than assuming on our own privilege or even leveraging our privilege to our own advantage, our personal advantage, or even exerting dominance because we have that privilege. Okay. Right? So a healthy awareness of privilege is part of humility, I think. It's learning to esteem others better than ourselves. And that helps reduce the advantage. It helps to preserve us from mishandling or abusing the privilege that we do have or that we carry. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So one example of male privilege is when I get dressed for church, one of the things I don't have to think about is modesty 
Or let's say in our marriage, we get in a really bad spot with several months of conflict, escalating into shouting. Like I would find that very unpleasant. But as a male, I wouldn't think twice about whether I was going to be safe or not physically with the increasing escalating conflict, right? Yeah. But with an 80 pound advantage over you, you might have that thought as a woman for Mm, Linda. Okay. So even though I've never been physically violent with you, right? So not having to worry about that just because I'm male, it's a privilege that comes with being male. Okay. So that's that's kind of how privilege starts to show up. Okay. It's more like we don't think about it. And that's, I think, really one of my key oh. goals today is to, is to raise awareness for men about how we do this in marriage. Right. Like walking to your car after work in the dark is not a big deal for you. Right. Because you're male. But you're ne- we're now talking about it in the marriage context. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we're going to start with male privilege generally because I think it's easier to grasp it out there. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll come into the marriage context. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with being born a man or a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody can help that. But we need to understand that we experience the world differently based on our gender. So the difference in physical experiences is shaped by physical and biological differences. So for example, men have more testosterone, greater physical strength generally, but there are also social differences that come with that. So boys and Mm. girls are raised differently with different priorities, different values, different concerns, right? Okay. And so the question is, well, what are some of the privileges that men are granted generally? And one researcher observed that the outside world was largely designed with men in mind because women's roles have more historically been restricted to the home. So consequently... Mm. Men are more likely to be seen as a person of authority or worthy of authority. Okay. Just These are kind of defaults that get assigned, right? That's the privilege. Men's bodies are less likely to attract unwanted attention or criticism. Huh. So good or bad. Yeah. Men's age is less likely to be an issue in various situations. Like? Like what? a man on the dating scene who's a little bit older is a different situation than a woman on the dating scene who's a little bit older. Oh. Right? So this is like for relationships. Yeah, the that's more in the relationship okay. context. Okay. Yep. And we could go on, but there's a privilege of living our lives as men without a certain level of self-consciousness. And women are not given these same benefits, so they tend to be more self-conscious and concerned about their position and place in the world. Like they have to think about that and we don't. Okay. Yeah. And again, this translates into many different scenarios. So um, coming back to sort of the church one I mentioned, just consider how much more effort and time and thought and worry your wife puts into preparing to go out than you do. And meanwhile, as a guy, you're rolling your eyes at her and drumming your fingers on the table or on the dashboard of the car while you're waiting for her to come. And I've been there and I didn't realize it was really about privilege because I don't have to spend, I don't have the pressure to groom myself as much as you do hmm. being a woman. Or like another scenario, I take the car to the mechanic and I might worry that he's going to try to rip me off because he's a crook. But if you take the car to the mechanic, you're wondering if he's going to rip you off because you're a woman. Okay. Yeah. So I don't walk in thinking this guy's going to try to rip me off because I'm a guy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah. That's that's a privilege because I don't have to think that way. More seriously, and this alludes to one you gave us earlier, that I can walk in the city at night with little fear or concern, but you would always have in mind the slight possibility of assault or harassment. I don't think about my gender in that situation. You do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the point where it comes to, and I'll just read this as a quote here. Because of its fit with dominant social norms, male privilege often appears invisible even to itself. Mm-hmm. Thus, male privilege can seem fit with respect to health, adult with respect to age, traditionless with respect to ethnicity, colorless with respect to race. Whereas women often feel acutely aware of their distinctive social position, men can often find it difficult to distinguish their own social features because they see it as the norm. Hmm. Okay. 
It's just not having to think about it, right? And as a middle-class white male, I have the privilege of not seeing my own privilege. (laughs) Okay. But you change one factor, for example, gender, and then you have the task of being aware of not having that privilege anymore Mm -hmm. or the privilege that come with that particular feature. It doesn't make me bad or wrong or a jerk for being male, but I can be a jerk if I use that privilege selfishly or even just presumptuously, right? Okay. Okay. So hopefully this is kind of starting to get the brain going here, right? So if you want to pause and think about your male privilege and have a good discussion with your wife about this, we've got a male privilege checklist that you can use as a basis for that discussion. It really helps open your eyes and just make you more aware, uh, which is really the first best step that you can take towards learning to be particularly thoughtful about equity and fairness in this area, especially as it applies to your marriage and even to other parts of your life. And you can get this bonus guide by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60 second break here to tell you more about that. So is this a checklist that, you know, the wife could give her husband or is that going to cause resentment? Oh, there's a privileged question right there. Really? Yeah, I think so, because he could just print a checklist for her and hand it to her and you have to ask. Okay. So, but the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to cause like, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, And we're not trying to, like I said, we're not trying to turn this into a, a political thing. There's just husbands. There's lots of good husbands out there that just don't see it. Okay. And, you know, if I can be a little bit pride, prideful, I put myself in the same category. As the husbands who just don't see it? Oh, the good husbands who don't see it. <laughs> the good husbands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day to day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about male privilege generally. Now let's look at it specifically in marriage. Okay, okay. For Linda. Caleb. So male privilege affects the power balance in marriage. And I alluded to this in the opening. It's actually interesting to note that the number of men who see themselves as the subordinate party in their romantic relationship is on the rise. What do you mean by subordinate? The lower status serving the other. Really? The less powerful. Yep. What? That was my reaction too. I thought we were talking about male privilege here, which should translate into more power, but just listen how this plays out. Okay. Generally speaking, men are not terribly impacted by women taking a dominant role in marriage because the men have privilege and power elsewhere. Huh. Further, since women generally have less power and privilege elsewhere, a loving marriage can be a place where she restores some sense of self-esteem and empowerment by taking a dominant role. Interesting, Okay, eh? yeah, yeah. And it may be even more true for women who are members of social groups that have historically received poor treatment, like people with disabilities, immigrants, people of color, low-income communities. So if your wife is like this, you might want to just take a step back and consider if she feels empowered in general. So her overbearing attitude might not be about you as a husband, but may just come from the need to feel like there's some part of her life where 
she can have some major say or some influence in because she's so, I was going to use, I think I'll make up a new word. She's so empowerless everywhere else. I just added, you think about it, whatever the opposite empowered, she's so disempowered everywhere else. Hmm. You look like you're objecting to this. Yeah. Like it makes us sound like we're just like doormats everywhere we go. So therefore we have to, you know, exert our strength in our marriage relationship. But you heard that as a criticism? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. So basically, if you have a strong wife, it's because oh no, we're not. She's so, we don't need to generalize like that. I mean, I, I think I use tentative language. You may want to consider is what I said. Okay. But you do you think this plays out in real life? Well, I can kind of see it, like especially if we don't have a huge sphere of influence outside the home. Yeah. But I mean, there's some women out there who are way up the ladder in a career and right. all that. And they may still be yep. strong at home. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't mean to pathologize okay. if your wife is strong at home, like there's a there's a problem with that. Okay. But I think in some situations, this is this may actually be what's playing out. Okay. This is like the only area in her life where she feels like she has enough respect and can actually ex- have some privilege herself. Okay. That she's exerting it, right? Okay. And so I'm not, and we're not saying this. So, okay, heads up here, guys, you need to take that power back, right? No. But, but ask her if there are areas where she feels powerless or overlooked or not in control, right? And, and as I said, the goal is not to restore dominance as a male, but to empower her more generally in life so that if this is out of balance in your marriage for this reason, you can restore that balance of respect and care and power. So it feels healthy and balanced and equitable between like where you both are happy with it. As a couple. Okay. Right? And I think maybe what I'm struggling here is like, this is totally male privilege speaking. Like, because the male has all this privilege, he can give a little bit of it to his wife. Well, yes, but okay. So play that through with me because we're going to keep going on that because... Okay. But here's what I'm saying is, is if you have privilege, you can bestow it on others and you should. Okay. So it's not necessarily like a belittling thing like oh i feel sorry for you because no, no, i'm, throwing, it's I'm not so much better than you it's realizing that you know what i get some stuff just because i came out of the womb this way uh-huh and i don't want it to be like that i don't want it to be unbalanced or unfair so i'm going to share with you i'm going to like we're going to okay yeah okay. it's a raising each other up thing right okay okay i appreciate you checking in on that because some of our listeners will have the same questions Now, the second thing that may come up in marriage is around perceptions of vulnerability. So husbands and wives are vulnerable in different ways in a marriage, typically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay? So for example, if you died, that would really suck, and I would have my counseling career. Okay. If I die, I also hope that would really suck for you, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't have a decades-long career. Right. So when I think about your mortality, I'm only focused on the loss of you. That's a real vulnerability, but there's a privilege alongside of it, right? When you think about my mortality, it's not just the loss of me, but it's the loss of your livelihood. And in the early years of our marriage, when I never had any life insurance, I couldn't understand why you kept coming back to the topic of life insurance, right? Okay. When we finally set that up, it ended the discussion because it settled it, right? And Mm -hmm. looking back now, that was my male privilege at play because I wasn't understanding what the privilege gave me that you didn't have. Okay. So on like this life insurance thing, right? Yeah. It highlights the fact that no two people have the same advantages and disadvantages, even in a marriage union. Okay. And so it really can help our wives when we husbands are very careful around issues of power and advantage of privilege, right? Okay. Even when they're asking for something that we don't think we would need. Like, I don't need money when you die. 
Right. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, maybe 10 grand to help with the funeral or whatever kind of thing, yeah. but not like enough to retrain, to get a on. career, yeah. live on, yeah, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I'd say this example is much more in like a traditional marriage where the wife is at home. Yes. Yeah. And that's just how we've run ours. Like typically yeah. I, like we work together in the business, mm-hmm. but I'm the product that's being sold or my time is, right? And yeah. my expertise, not yours. Yeah. So there's an imbalance there. Okay. Did we kind of hash that one out enough? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, and then another one, the next one to consider is male privilege and the ideas of success, right? So one of the things that shows up in the news quite often is pay inequality. Mm -hmm. Men are socialized to expect power and respect and good compensation for their efforts. And we're also encouraged to ask for these things, to be assertive about them. And we do that without fear of being disliked or disapproved. It's just par for the course for males. Like you got to get your worth out of your job, right? And here's one thing where we we get back to the idea of conferring this privilege, okay? So as a husband, you can use that privilege to help your wife get more comfortable tapping into her own sense of authority when she finds herself in a similar situation. So she is in the workplace. So for example, a discussion about a possible promotion at work that she might be involved in, help her to tap into her sense of confidence and power from using like the right body language to the word choice, to the right amount of eye contact to just assert what she's looking for from that relationship with the employer. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, this may seem natural to you as a guy. That's a that's a fact of privilege, right? But what seems natural to you are tools and skills that you were taught because you were male. And she likely was not taught because she was female. Huh. Do you think this is changing today? I do. I kind of think this is. I do, but I think a lot of couples in our age group won't have had that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so in those moments, you're able to tap into your own benefits of privilege and extend those benefits to her as well. Okay. Yeah. So just to underscore a few points in closing here, for Linda, first, privilege is often happening without us realizing it. But what is particularly important is to increase our awareness and to acknowledge the privilege that we do have. Okay. See, I kind of struggle with that because to me, like talking about this sounds so um, like condescending towards women. Okay. So where do you hear the condescending? Well, just like how... The man always has to help his wife because, you know, she's not as good at getting a promotion and she's not as good at asking for stuff and she's not as good at, you know, authority or leading anything. So if the, if this woman's going to be anything, it's because her husband is going to help her. her because he's so wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And that's not... I don't think that's what you're trying to say. No, it's not. But that's kind of where all my alarm bells are going off. Okay. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Because like you've never treated me that way, where I feel like I'm inferior. No. But if I listen to this, it makes me feel inferior. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So how do you undo that? Uh, like take the life insurance example, okay? Yeah. We've had that for like 10 years now. Yeah. And like I kind of sort of got it, but it, was, it wasn't actually until I was writing this episode up where it was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Like it was more like I just bought it for you because it was like, okay, like well, this actually, is really important to her. Do you know why you bought it? Why? Because you had to for the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. It makes yourself sound That's good. That's female privilege. Okay. You guys get the good memory on everything. That's like, you need to acknowledge and share some of that. <laughs> but I agree. Like, I guess you obviously, it wasn't a big deal to you. Like you didn't think about it because you could still support a family. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think that's because I was female. I think that's because of the choices we made in marriage that I was going to stay at home with the kids. Right. But we never would have made a choice for you to get educated and become something and me to stay at home with the kids because I was male. 
that that is my male privilege uh, because that's the default. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the world. Okay. And it's the Christian values and what, so whatever you want to kind of point fingers to there, but that's all I'm saying. I don't, I, I definitely don't want it to sound demeaning. And I think, I do think there are some areas of female privilege too. They're obviously not as, am I allowed to say that? They're not as many or as strong. Sure. Or they're definitely different anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think we need to qualify anything here? Or? Um, like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it definitely happens without us realizing it. Like you right. just summarized, right? So I think it's good to be aware of it. Yeah. So maybe it's like this, Verland, is, is if, so maybe some dude is going to listen to our podcast episode here. Yeah. Don't sit down with your life like you're kind of the granddaddy going to bestow something yes, on your, exactly. your poor little minion in yes. the kitchen. Yes. Right. So yes, it's good to be aware of it. It's good to acknowledge it. But like, and more as a way to file away in the husband's head as to like, okay, am I using this yeah. or whatever? Or if you have like, it's little things too. Like if you have sons and daughters, do you only train your sons to change tires? Ooh. It's male. There's some male privilege, right? Right. So then when she's stuck on the side of the road, she, she has to call man. somebody. Whereas you could empower your daughter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but I agree that we like this isn't in talking about male privilege. You don't want to use too much male privilege. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting to it. Okay. Does that sum it up? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it was the attitude in which it was coming across like you need to, as the big granddaddy to sit down and lay out how much privilege you're going to give your wife. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm, a good way to have a bad discussion. <laughs> yes, exactly. Especially with my wife. That's just because you have, you know, you bring your own privilege of rebuttal to the marriage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm going to wrap this up before I dig any deeper of a hole. Okay. So... Is it okay to finish by saying this? Like there's larger social forces, social forces at play here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially in our parents and grandparents generation, we may feel like we can't really change those, but there's still little things we can do, not as the granddaddy, but just to help our wives feel more empowered, more appreciated, more heard in the home. And when we share and we, we lift them up and empower, right? By giving skills and knowledge and experience that maybe we only got because we were guys and they didn't get because they were girls. Uh -huh. We can empower our wives in the world at large too, right? And I think uh -huh. that helps mitigate the damage that privilege may have or may create in our marriage and even in our everyday lives. So mm -hmm. whether it's together or apart, just that, that recognition and conference where you can as an act of humble equity. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to wrap it up then, baby? All right. So thank you to those who you became patrons between this recording and our previous one we have ben and also stephanie so thank you to all of our supporters we couldn't do this without you and we have another itunes review caleb this is five stars grateful for hope that's the name oh that's who it's from yeah. grateful for hope solid marital advice and help my husband and i have had a tumultuous marriage from the start with terrible family dynamics and our own strong personalities butting heads we would know nothing about that over the years, we withdrew from each other, essentially roommates, but stayed together for the sake of the children. We created a lot of hurt and trauma over the years, but despite all odds and God's grace, we are celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. One five. One five. Well done. Awesome. Your podcast has shed so much light on ourselves, our marriage, and provided solid advice on life and overcoming issues. We are actively working to fully restore and renew our marriage. Sweet. Thank you for providing us hope for a better and stronger marriage. We're on our way there. Good job, guys. That's awesome. Yes. Next week, Caleb. Next week, we're talking about how to work 
with your spouse's betrayal trauma. Should be interesting. So if you've betrayed your spouse and you don't understand why he or she is acting the way they do in some situations and it just seems way too much, Mm, you'll want to catch that episode. Okay. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 238. Find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.